0: right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. My name is Zach. Uh, Coming to you a bit later on a Thursday night. Uh, Wasn't going to be doing one this week, but uh, a few people have messaged me uh, wanting to know our thoughts for this weekend, especially with some of the big names running in Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, I am moving tomorrow. It's one of the world's worst things, so I'll be up first thing Friday morning. Moving house, so that's always a fun thing, but uh, we're going to go through some of the runners this weekend and get the thoughts of Kohai. Tommy's out this week, but Kohai's done the form, and we're going to hear if he's with the Godolphin pairing, if we're going to be you know, loading up Animo, loading up in secret, How what's the CFO going to do. I'm Thunderstruck's been on the drift, Jack and o has been backed, and uh, anything else. So hopefully we find some winners, and it's the the exciting time. This little autumn carnival, Chippy Norton's in a couple of weeks, and the Galaxy, and the Slipper, and everything, so... Let's get Koei on and let's
1: find some winners. Yeah, it's unlucky, buddy. Uh, moving's not the—it's uh, not a leisure sport by any means. Be um, doing all the legwork, and uh, I'm sure you'll be having fun. But you know, you, you got to do what you got to do. And luckily, it's only down the road for you. But as for this weekend, um, huge weekend. This properly feels like the start of the carnival. I mean, we've had a few stakes races in between in the last kind of. Two, three weeks, but this card on Saturday is pretty fat. So yeah, looking forward to it.
0: It is the first group one of, I guess the autumn, so the CFO is going around, but a lot of the chat being Animo. um James came out and said during the week that you know he's timed it really well and expects Animo to be fit, ready to go for Royal Ascot. Now that would be unreal, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I think, At the moment, I believe they've left the door a little bit ajar and they're nominated for two two races. So I think they're going on the Queen Anne possibly, which is over the mile, and the Prince of Wales, I think it is, is, which is over the 2,000. So I'll be inclined to suggest that it'll probably go to the Prince of Wales. Yes, He
0: he said, so at this stage, we're thinking Queen Anne stakes on day one of the – carnival, even though the mile straight course is a little foreign to him, we will also nominate for the Prince of Wales estate, 2000 metres as well. So it's a bit different for Animo to run straight up the straight, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, he's never done it. And um, I imagine in terms of Australian representatives of the past, we've all been kind of represented by the sprinters, right? Mm. So the, the fact that Animo, who is a beast who is a versatile enough beast of 1,400 to 2,000 metres, thereabouts anyway. um, I am surprised that they're non-for-two. I'm guessing they're going to figure out what their tactics are. But I think, personally, uh, I would probably prefer the 2,000, but saying that the cap knows best and, I mean, uh, anything that James Cummings does, he's flying at the moment. um, I would not put it past him if, even if he ran it, Twice For all I care Imagine it running twice And you know Wins the Queen Anne Goes for the 2000 At Prince Wales I mean who the hell knows What will happen But it's Looking likely That that little Hidden run mission In the UK Is probable. So that's exciting. We're definitely going to have representatives again, and I'm looking forward to it.
0: That's always exciting. Um, We'll touch base, Adamo, again soon. One little jockey, or little jockey, one jockey I want to give a little shout out to before we get stuck into the card is Ryan Maloney. Not sure if you know it, King, but Ryan Maloney has a better strike rate this season than J-Mac. So he had no idea. At the moment, he is riding at 26.3 this season and J-Mac 25.2. So that is pretty unreal because, look, to be honest, Look, I don't watch anywhere near Queensland racing compared to Sydney or Melbourne, but Ryan Maloney is one of the greats up there. But I wouldn't have probably picked him to be, you know, having that kind of strike rate because he'd be getting a lot of rides as well.
1: No, I don't doubt that. I'd say he, his manager would definitely be booking him for a book of rides every every metro meeting at least. Anyway, so the fact that he's scoring one out of four or over one out of four is quite astonishing. Uh, I did read an article not too long ago that he is looking to go back-to-back seasons over 100 uh, Metro wins in a season, which is, I think, a feat on its own. Mm. So, good luck to him. He's he's obviously flying. So, uh, you know, you may as well enjoy the um, the ride whilst you can. Um,
0: any futures bets? Have you had a little crack in anything coming up in the next four or six weeks?
1: A uh, couple for the slipper, but nothing else. I mean, Oh, what's the oh, one you
0: gave me? Something for the slipper last year? Summer something?
1: Summer loving. Yes, yeah. so I've already I've already specced out. That, so that's um, yeah. in, in the locker from last year. I've got a couple more. I had Kings Gambit. I've got Don Corleone, who is running this weekend. I think I've I've literally got about eight slipper in the slipper. So, yeah, and um, last week was interesting because I did chop around for where no no compromises going. Yep. Yeah. After that huge run behind Banju, I think it Can was. Can you imagine um,
0: if, it, if it actually rode, and I'm not saying it was like this, but it ride it as if it, as if it was going to win? Do you know what I mean? Like ride it to win because all of a sudden it sort of was cruising at the back, missed, had a bit of a shit start, dr- drifted in the market like triple its odds yeah. and then flew up the fence, just missing Banju.
1: Like no one's going to miss its next start, put it that way. The, all yeah. the bookmakers, all the... The black books, everything. Everyone's going to be launching into it. I'm assuming wherever it steps next, it will be a done. Cl- I wouldn't say it's going to be a favourite, but I'm assuming it's going to step up to eighteen two thousand thereabouts. And oh, the way it ran ran on on the weekend, I have to assume it's going to be pretty much a favourite. Yeah, I have to assume. So. I'll be definitely keeping an eye on it. And obviously, I don't know if it's targeting for maybe the Sydney Cup or thereabouts, but there's definitely a wager to be had. And you know, I mean, I think if you were to back it, now's probably your time to do so.
0: I think one other thing to sort of talk about last week, and I think Cabin was really good. Um, Talking to one of the lads at Sky, actually, Brad, he was saying that it actually stacked up really well, numbers-wise. There was a bit of a drift, and a few people weren't huge on it. I was, I stuck with it. I think we, all four of us had a multi together. I think you and I got ours home, and the other boys didn't. I think Chris had Gentleman Jack, or is that what it's called? No, he had, um... Detonator
1: Jack. Yeah, add no Jack. Tommy it.
0: had something at Newcastle. You and I got ours home. But yeah, what did you think of AF Cabin? Because I think it was really good and it's obviously very short. It's probably unbackable around with guineas odds because eighty that far out.
1: It's definitely unbackable going into the Guineas. I think you have to probably shop around it at the moment. Uh, but as for last weekend, I thought 1200 was going to be way too short for it. First up, off one trial, a lot of... A lot of things told me, you know, suggested to me that, oh, it, it being an odds on pop, I was just like, I can't back it. And I, uh. I mean, yeah, I can understand why you'd put it in a multi and everything else. The camp was obviously very confident about it, but I just, yeah, I had to shop around and it absolutely pants the field. Like it was, yeah, it had J-Mac booked, but at the end of the day, that was all horse. j had to barely do anything, really. He got it into a posse and the horse took over running into the straight and rest is history. So, top-class horse. It'd be interesting how they play that horse leading up. I mean, obviously, the Redwood Guinness, the next target, group one. So, I mean, ticks a lot of boxes. After that, I'm not sure. So, uh, well, I guess we'll find out if it's going to go step up even further into a, like a mile kind of race. Does it have a sneaky Doncaster berth? I'm not sure. But definitely an exciting prospect for the Royal Blue. Had a
0: good day, old J Mac on the weekend. I think he wrote a stack a stack early on. Um if you didn't um if you didn't know, I I had something on Lost and Running today in the Galaxy. If you could get ten dollars this morning, it's about six bucks now. Uh, O'Shea mentioned maybe a week ago or something that Lost and Running wouldn't go into the Canterbury Stakes. It's still nommed there. It's still second favorite for whatever reason. He said we will go first up Galaxy into the TJ, and that's why Zaki has been absolutely pounded in the Canterbury Stakes as well. That was 9 bucks into $4. I think it's favorite. Animo's still in the market there, but won't be running. But um, let's go stuck in. We'll go Ramwick, and then we'll touch on the CF4 at the end, and then anything else we need to. But... We kick off Piero Plate in the first, and the one horse you mentioned just before is Don Corleone. It's a dollar seventy now. Yes, King's Gambit came out, so that's um but it also has been backed pretty well. Empress of Wonders there for Annabelle. Um, Ryan Maloney's down riding. Cafe Millennium, Ganbar, we've got a couple of uh, coming sources there as well, all at odds. Uh, Don Corleone. You could get a decent price, especially with Bet365 today after King's Gambit. You had a bit of um bit of extra extra shopping there. But uh, what do you think, mate? You've obviously backed it for the Slipper. Are you with it as well?
1: I am with it, but uh, like, it's quite astonishing, really. So I did the ride-up yesterday, and it was the favourite because King's Gambit drew the car park, didn't have a, no- a jockey booked or anything. So we assumed that it was going to come out. And at that point in time, Dawn Corleone was two fifty, King's Gambit was three ninety second elect. And lo and behold, it scratches it like King's Gambit scratches out this Arvo, or this morning, should I say, and um a dollar seventy. It is close to rock bottom, I think. I don't know if you can spec it any lower. Like if it went a dollar fifty, it it'd be like King's Gambit last start, right? Yeah um there's there'd be probably too much risk to be backing in It's still a nice little race for the two-year-olds um so what have i got i've got speed as remedies who's the godolphin runner looks likely to control from the low draw uh, but some of the wider out runners might cross and Make things interesting up front. Uh, key scratching, of, obviously, we've already mentioned King's Gambit and Facile. Facile is going to head to the Millennium. So it takes a lot of that speed ma- uh, speed battle, or the what was predicted, so to speak, uh, a very muddling map. Uh. And where I sit at the moment, Don Corleone, I think the way it won on its first up assignment was impressive. J Max Dix. It is definitely the one to beat. Uh, sectionals were good. Everything mapped well. He travelled wide and still was strong to the line. So, yeah, the favoritism's warranted. warranted. Um, the what, only danger... I
0: was going to ask you one horse. What do you think of Remedies? I think it's... I don't know what price it is, $13, $15. Bucks. It had that win in Melbourne. It's obviously a little bit of a spell now. It'll probably kick up, I think, in the inside draw. Dollar yeah, well,
1: I definitely think it will control the speed. So... It all comes down to tactics from wider out. I think everything around it won't push forward. I mean, I think they will try to settle behind remedies, but the wider outrunners might make things a little bit complicated. Once again, that race down in Melbourne, I rates far weaker than what's been running up here. The Melbourne crop haven't really yeah. stood out to me particularly. So... I'm happy to say that Remedies might shoot up, but the quality of the horse might not shine yeah. to that, that win it's had. So it looks the out and out kind of leader, but what's going to sit behind it is going to be like the likes of Don Corleone and Empress of Wonder. Empress of Wonder, I can give a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of support. Uh, comes out of the, the only runner in this race that's coming out of the Magic Millions Two Year classic in that. In that race, it um, stepped more forward than its prior runs. Unfortunately, everyone wanted to go gun-ho in that race, so everyone stepped forward, and subsequently, it was three wide the trip. It did have the backside of Skirt the Law, who was the winner of that race, but it overworked. uh, It just used too much petrol, and in the end, it only lost by two and a half or three in the end. And I think you could definitely spec it for the Quinella or the place. I don't know if it's going to have the class edge on Don Corleone, but I definitely figure it placing in the top three. So if I were to have a bet here, seventy is pretty hard to take, but I'd happily go Don Corleone, Empress of Wonder as a Quinella. Um, I just think the JMAC factor and everything else, looking the way I map it, I think he will be the one to beat. But Empress the Wonder probably figures in the minors.
0: Yeah, it's going to be very hard to bet. I think. Um, highway is race two. It's an 1,800-meter race. King of Spades going around, drawn very wide, absolutely lost by a whisker last start, which hurt, hurt, hurt. But King of Spades is a good name for you and I, good poker players. Uh, Aramance is the second fave. Tyler Schiller's aboard. It's coming in from 10 bucks at 6 now. Mr. Severino's there at sevens. The Hungarian, Paul Massara at nines. So we go double figures for Epic Ranger, are King, a bunch of those. Even Lord is still going around. But um, I don't know, mate. Do we go King of Spades?
1: The draw's really tricky for King of Spades. So It'll as kick for up, the eh? speed, you know, well, he will shoot forward from that wide barrier. I don't think I see it doing anything other than. So in terms of speed, you are king. Do this all day. Garrett Road looks likely with their lower, dr- uh, lower draws with King of Spades and Rage Against Time from wider out coming across. So I think there's going to be pretty genuine tempo in this big highway. Um, it's a yeah, huge like said, highways. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's massive. And uh, I just think King of Spades is consistent. Like, he's is, won is is one highway and placed in three from its last five. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know where it settles in the run. Like, I think it will be overworking – over an 1800-meter trip to find a posse if it does try to get, press forward. And I can't imagine it settling behind leaders. It's just too sticky to really even map. I, I get it that he is very consistent, but...
0: Oh, it's a hard race,
1: he, he He's only a place chance for mine. That's kind of how I see it. I think he is so consistent that he is... And he has the fitness edge and the class edge, so to speak. So I do see him kind of going top three, top four, but I don't see him winning. Something like, well, Am- Amaranth is a really interesting runner. It comes out of the same highway as King of Spades. Uh, it was right at the back. Same trainer. Same trainer. Oh, no, different trainer. Sue Grills trains Mr. Severino. Oh, sorry, not Mr. Severino, uh, Amaranth. Um, but I do warrant the push for it because the way it closed, the last... The four to the two to the two to the as like the finishing post was really strong. Steps up an extra three hundred meters this start. And I, I think that the early speed or the speed battle up front will definitely play into its hands. I could definitely warrant that. Uh whether I want to take five fifty or six bucks at the current time, I don't know. I'm not totally convinced. It's never really run that eighteen hundred meters especially at Randwick either. So I'm thinking the, the price might be pushed out a bit. So I'm going to bet around it. And Mr Severino is kind of where I've settled on. I think he will get probably the box seat. It draws nice and low. Um, it can keep up with the leaders, uh, find the right splits. It needs obviously luck in the run, but... I think it will be the one that's going to be running most economically. And that trooper knuckle highway it was in, which King of Spades was also in, is a strong enough form line for me. It's only going to get penalized a kilo for placing in it. And the price is slightly better. So I'm with Mr. Severino here.
0: Mr. Severino, seven bucks. You say Aromance, isn't that Daniel Sieb?
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Amaranth is definitely with Danielle C. And Spades, Yeah. Spades. I think she's got three highway runners. I can't remember. I don't good,
0: have. Good honor getting the top two in the market. Yeah,
1: hundred
0: percent. Midway, one of the great races of all time, a thousand meter dash benchmark seventy two. Hard to say. Jay Macabor drawn pretty wide for Jason DeMar. Uh, open four eighty, still four twenty. Uh, headwall, Blake Spriggs going around drawn very wide. See what happens there. Our Cobuson drawn wide as well. Five fifty, another Cognac. Look, this is just t- I have no idea. Fumiko is um another one there at twenty one dollars. That's something I've backed, especially in um. Up at Eagle Farm. I think we both backed it that day on Everest Day, thanks to Brad Gray. I remember that one. Um Espresso Vegas Raider.
1: Have you got a dartboard? It's a typical midway, really, isn't it? Like it's just meters. trying to line this all up. It's a sprint. Where does the horses settle? This and the other. I think hard to say is obviously the well back horse with a little bit of J Mac factor to it, I think. Uh, there is clear intent that, you know, like when you book someone like J-Mac, you want to get the W, right? So I think that's what they've done. I suspect that from the wide draw, J-Mac will probably try to replicate its last start at Sunny Coast, where it will probably settle back and launch late, which I think all in all, being in a 1,000-meter contest, I think it will probably be the better tactic because I think they, I, I see about five horses, six horses wide, uh, coming into the first, uh, well, it's not really a turning, coming out of the shoot, so to speak. So I think it is one for the swoopers, and hard to say, yeah, it's hard to knock because J-Mac, but two runners I want to mention. Another Cognac, I think stepping back down to the 1,000-mid, it shouldn't be an issue for this colt. Bryce Hayes is absolutely flying at the moment. Um, he seems to be, he, he maps well in this midway. He looks to be another horse that's going to be off the pace. Booking a Brett Preble, like, I mean, I, he's no slouch. He's a great jockey. And I can definitely entertain the quote over uh, hard to say. And today I was having a chat with, when I wrote this up yesterday, I was like, is this right? I'm actually not sure. And I had to ask Duff at work today because I was like, I could definitely spec this one at, oh, I wouldn't even say each way, even for the place. But depth that varies. Um, He's an 1,000-meter specialist and he comes out of a hot benchmark 88 last hour where he lost. He was, he was last by five lengths or so behind Maria Mia, but Maria Mia has gone on to win an expressway, like a group two status race. So stepping down into midway grade and the weight has got to be carrying. I think the price is absolutely crazy. I think he should get a cozy run behind the speed and hopefully get the right splits at the right time to just, you know, get some nice splits and shoot home late. And I genuinely think it's a great little place bet. I I think just the ratings out of that benchmark 88 where Maria and Death That Varies contested is actually pretty strong. So the fact that it drops to a 72 and a 72 at midway grade sees me thinking, why is this $31 and I think it was seven bucks the place or something like that? Um yeah, I could definitely entertain the 7 bucks a play, so I'll have definitely a couple of bonus bets on that. Um, but as for the on top, I think just the the lower weight and better draw for another Cognac is where I want to be. Uh, it would not surprise me if hard to say goes back-to-back, back, but another Cognac on top, but a small little placement on depth that varies for value.
0: Definitely shop around. You can get a good price there for the place. Um, all right, race four. Major Artie's going around. Nash aboard for Gay and Adrian, big Nash fan. $3.80. Bold Mac was a really good win. Last start at Rose Hill. Just got there. Just in front of Caesars Palace. Friend of the show's horse. Six dollars. Frumos. Dark Prince is over from, or the Dark Prince's twin is over from Perth. Pikey is a Frumos From 650. One horse has been backed pretty well. Is Tyler Schiller for the Hayes Boys. Um, well, not the Hayes Boys, but uh Hayes 750 in from 13. Bullfinch is there. Uh, nothing else overly been backed. I always like watching Ruby Tuesday go around, but I don't know, mate. Um, decent coin, King Rattel.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm gonna be tipping King Rattel. I missed the price, which was a bit of a a bit of a shame, but I definitely like it. Uh, Last start, it came out of the carpark draw of 14. Uh, That was its undoing. Uh, It pretty much had to settle near last in the run, and then you watch his sectionals in that last 400. My goodness, it absolutely sprouts wings and flies. And like previously, before those races, I mean, it's got banjo form, I think, which reads really well. He gets rock bottom weight, great draw, over-the-mile suits, and I think it's still a good enough price to back. I definitely do, so I'd be putting it on the nose. And outside of that, like, obviously, as you mentioned, Bold Mac and Major Artie, um, they both warrant respect. Uh, winning form is good form for Bold Mac. Uh, J-Mac to retain the mount. He won in the same grade last start, only handed a two-and-a-half penalty. Go on, talk about Moss. I'm not even going to touch on <laughs> I just It's one of those things that I—it'll it, be up. right. It'll be right that it wins on Saturday because it's finally at a price that is backable. But oh, it's just—I've removed it completely out of the black book. I think it's very achievable for it, but I just want to set and forget and just yeah. I'm not going to talk about rumors. <laughs> And Major Ardy, like I said, um, Jason Deem has been travelling this one up and down, and it takes luck out of the equation. I think it will probably be the likely leader alongside uh, Tassel, uh the import from the Snowden's team. I think the biggest tick that Major Ardy has is Nash's book to steer. I think he won't he won't miss the opportunity. I think he will uh, – not necessarily sit and steer. I think he will probably – get it going and moving at a relative tempo. Um, but the current quote has me a little bit worried. I think the favoritism is a little bit short on my, how I've marked the prices. So I'm going with a little bit better with King Rattel here.
0: King Rattel is still getting pretty good odds. I reckon 750. That's pretty nice. Race five is the Southern Cross Stakes. We've got equal favorites in Gravina and Espiona, Pikey and J-Mac. J-Mac aboard at Gravina. Uh, what are we doing? It's had a bit of a... It's had a couple of trials. Warwick Farm. It's $4.20. It's a bit of a drift. Espiona's had a... Open fives, It's into four twenty. Quantico is there. That's actually a pretty good horse, too. I haven't seen it. Had one race in Melbourne and had a bit of a spell. Mr. Mozart is going around. Titanium Power. Uh, I guess one at really big odds. Test data silence. Hundreds into 31. But you know what? That could really be a couple hundred bucks. So, what do you reckon? Race five.
1: Um... It's actually a pretty cracking edition of the old Southern cross. I don't mind this, um, decent betting race. Uh, I can understand the push for Gravina. Um, actually the four twenty is probably right. Like it's, it's actually a good price. Cause when I did the form yesterday, I did the form on a soft, uh, sorry, good four, soft five, but obviously we've copped this deluge of rain that I definitely didn't want to a certain degree. Um, so that plays well into Gravina's hands because I think the dry track would have been not preferred. I think it needs a bit of cut out of the ground, Gravina. So with the JMAC booking, it looks better than what it was yesterday. Uh, definitely would have to consider putting him into the placings and everything else. It's got a pretty solid first-up record, six starts, one win, three placings. So I can't take anything away from it. Four twenty is probably a good price for it. Mister Mozart. I think I've been a fan of this horse for ages. Strong piece of work in the latest trial. Uh, I do have slight reservations over the twelve hundred meters and the just the one barrier trial going into this as the equal top weight. But I think Team Hawks have got this this bloke humming. He's one of the best horses in his in their stables. So. I definitely can't steer anyone away from it. And if you remember last, I think I'm only going off the top of my head, but I think first up last prep was the Theo marks and it was a strong second behind Kiku, not Kiku. Was it Kiku? might've been Kiku. And Mm. if it replicates anything like that, that's a stronger race, albeit over the longer trip. So uh, yeah, the 1200 meters, Uh. 1200 meters is a little bit of a query for mine. Um, and I don't mind actually entertaining the, I guess the the fittest horse of them all at the moment is Titanium Power. It takes luck out of the equation. I just think that he'll be the out and out pace setter, so to speak. TC has been booked, which I think is a huge booking. I think that shows a lot of intent for a leader like Titanium Power, because the connections have stuck pretty strong with Glenn Schofield of late. So. The fact that they are gone, all right, let's get this stakes-grade win out of the way. Let's book TC, one of the best in the field to lead and win, uh-huh. is a big tick for mine. Um, I guess the only slight query is if Mr. Mozart decides to pester him a little bit. But I, I think that Titanium Power's just got more early speed than Mr. Mozart, and that's saying something. So... If he gets a couple of cheap sectionals mid-race, I can imagine TC just hitting the button at the 400 and never looking back. And I don't, like, the price is very entertainable. I think it's a great price for it. And I think it'll be, what, fourth up into this campaign. And he, he just has that fitness edge. So I am happy to spec it each way with Titanium Power.
0: Titanium Power for Joe Pryde. We give Davo a call. See so what he thinks so or what the tactic's going to be like. <laughs>
1: Oh, better not. Best not, because that that would just be a political shitstorm, I think.
0: One of the funniest things, if you didn't see that, Davo obviously, um, you know, a friend of ours, he he obviously tipped Charlton or in his tipping service or whatever and gave the tactics a bit of a spray online. And as he does, he's a Twitter fiend. And Joe Pride just jumped straight back into him and grilled him and then asked him if he was a better jockey than Nash Willard and tagged Nash. It's actually one of the greats. yeah, so be careful if you're going to be calling out people online because <laughs> the trainers and jocks might come straight for you. Um, the English Millennium, 2 million large for this race. It's pretty cool. I watched a great win of it the other year with Castel Vecchio. It was a cracking win when it went really wide. Uh, learning to Fly is the favourite. Chad is riding for Annabelle. It is drawn 19. Um, very wide. 280. Blanc de Blanc. J-Mac riding for... The Freedmans, um five fifty is drawn wide as well. Kundalini is there, nine bucks and seven fifty for Kieran Maher. Um Facile is there as well, so keep an eye on what happens there. Ten to eights. Lazago for Pike and Walla, and then we're at double figures for the others. Even Mexico's going around. Disappointing last week. Um look, mate, this is a tough one. English Millennium can um, throw up a lot of different things, but these faves are wide.
1: Oh man, it's so tr- tricky to say the least. Like I... Uh- I wouldn't have thought that learning to fly after drawing nineteen, it'll obviously come into sixteen because I think the capacity is sixteen. But it to shorten <laughs> on the quote after the barrier draw, like I, I was oh, like, what the hell's weird. going on? That's that's crazy. Like Annabelle Nesham's looking to get herself accustomed to a new Ferrari because if if she wins this race with learning to fly, she gets a Ferrari purely because of the Justify promotion through Co- Coolmore. But that barrier 19, I, I get it. It's a pretty special horse. That win in the and Stakes was huge, where it got headed in the last kind of 200 and fought back. And Chad gave it a peach of a ride and everything else. And it was a tough win. And I think it will be fitter, fitter for the run and everything else. But 19, man, like that's <laughs> so hard to, uh, like, I, and to justify that, what is it, 290 quote, I just I just don't know what to do. It's an absolute head scratcher. So, yeah, I've, I have no knocks on the horse itself, but I just have to assume that it has to drift. It has to. Uh, 290 must be rock bottom. Like, car park draw, it could be four wide the trip. I don't know. So I've kind of gone, looked at a couple of horses. Uh Fassile's another one stack of speed in this but it's drawn the fence I don't think it has to lead I think it could settle behind the leaders because I think it'll be four or five of them buying for the lead and at a quick tempo as well so if it can I think it'll get a nice tr- a run in transit obviously it has to get lucky with the right splits at the right time that uh, first up run in the English nursery where she was headed late by S- Air. Uh, I'm happy to forgive that it being a first start I think it's at a very backable price. So Facile is definitely one I should include. Lazargo, with the rain that's fallen, is definitely into the picture as well. Um, I can see plenty of improvement to come where she ran a really quick 1,100 metres and won uh, in December, I think it was. Uh, Wind would definitely not surprise me. And the one that's been specced was Kundalini. So I was speaking to all the tipsters today. And all three of them that I spoke to uh, had it on top. <laughs> so I had to go revisit the sectionals and everything else. It comes out of the Don Corleone little two-year-old open handicap race. Um, it's been well-spec for both this race in the Millennium and the Slipper. It's I think it's 15 bucks in the Slipper at the moment. So if you like it, I don't know if I'd be backing it on in the Millennium but I'd definitely be having something on that $15 price for the slipper. I suspect that she will be in a favorable position in the run. I think she's drawn about seven. Uh, I think she can settle maybe two back, one out, three back, one out. I think the leaders will be going quick. So I think two back or three back shouldn't be an issue. Uh, I I think there will be plenty of upside uh, being second up and everything else. So – definitely want to keep in the, the minor placings for sure. But yeah, saying all that, I'm just going to take the chance and go facile. I think the map, the draw, uh, all that considered, I think the each, each way quote is where I want to be at. So facile for me, but you could definitely spec a couple of these for the slipper.
0: Yeah. It's going to be a cracker. Uh, all right, interesting stuff. Tab Light Fingers Stakes. Um, 1,200 meters. This is where In Secret is going around. And for a lot of people I know, all melted up In Secret into Animo. But In Secret going around $1.85. Uh, it did open a bit more, but that was also when Zoo Gotcha was in. J Mac was aboard Zoo Gotcha, which has been scratched. Uh, Sunshine in Paris has been backed pretty well. Um, it's come in to six fifty. North Star Lass is there with Timmy Clark aboard for Waterhouse at $8. dollars you got Fireburn, owes me big time from last year. Yeah, she's a belter, has pikey aboard, put a line through it, 16 and nines. Madam Pomery, crack and win last year at Caulfield. And then you got a bunch there at bigger odds as well. Um, in secret, Coey, obviously, is a bit of a boom horse. Um, last start win at Flemington. But I reckon I'm I'm a bit iffy on North Star Lass. I think I might have a little lash at that as well. But I think I'm in mean, in secrets camp. And Tommy also spoke to us last night, and he's in um, Fireburn's camp, it sounded like. What do you reckon?
1: So I think in secret is definitely the the boom horse, and you're definitely right saying so. Uh, I think the, the biggest thing we need to note to start with is the scratching of Gotcha. Yeah. I think that would have made it an actual, you know, I think it would have been a far more competitive market if gotcha was still in. Uh, so it's, how often do you see J-Mac not have a ride in a group too? Um <laughs> So, uh, Zugosh has been scratched, and due to an elevated temperature in the you know, the wallet camp, obviously taking precautions and scratching it and everything, which is understandable because she was she was special last preparation. So, uh, I can definitely warrant why they're doing the late, uh, the early scratching, so to speak. As for the speed in this race, uh, North Star last no brainer, classic waterhouse spot type leads. Cinderella Days is another notable speed horse that will be travelling from wide. Um, Outside of that, I think everyone looks to settle within their position and in secret, I think we'll probably be, yeah, it'd be close to the speed. I'd probably say two pairs back outside is kind of where I'd map to. Speaking of the boom horse, I think in the set-waist contest, over 1,200, she looks good and I love Nash. So Nash is booked. <laughs> love Nash. I love Nash. And, you know, like I think he'll be sitting pretty cold. Let let the Philly just drive into the 400, up to the 400, and then just hit the go button and just never look back. That's kind of how I see it. And the zoo, the zoo got just scratching is a big upside, I think. Um, fireburn so tommy's horse um her recent barrier trial was enormous trial behind nature strip closed off like an absolute machine a man possessed of oh, sorry a philly possessed and i think she could be in for a really big preparation i don't know if she'll win the 1200 meter affair here but the way she was trialing the other day was oh, it was pretty to watch and I'm not sure what her grand final is, but definitely keep an eye on her. A win would not surprise me with the turn of foot that she has. Um, What else do I have? North Star last, definitely one to consider because I think TC booking, likely leader, will dictate the race, could be one that disrupts the apple cart. Um, Only time will tell if, you know, if... It will be daring tactics or not. I, I can see North Star Last being four lengths in front with 300 to go. I genuinely could. But will she have to use too much petrol to do that? How will the conditions be on the day? I think she is a little bit more of a market watch for the upcoming day, especially with the weather. And last but not least, I guess, speaking of boon horses, I guess Sunshine in Paris is starting to figure into that picture. I mean, she won a couple of benchmark 78s in great fashion uh, during December and the likes. And obviously, Saturday will be like the the acid test for her, whether she measures up or not. This has definitely got to be the toughest test to date. So it'll be intriguing to see how she runs. Because, I mean, I can't back her on Saturday. I'm happy to watch her go around. But... Why don't you give me a tri if, in order? If she does, well, put it this way. If she does, you know, even figure in the minors, she's got to be an interesting horse for the autumn. She could be like the the wild card for the autumn. So I'd be curious. But as for tri in order, I'm happy to still stick with In Secret. Uh-huh. In Secret on top, North Star last second and Fireburn third. Okay,
0: I'm going to chuck in. I've got the same exact. I'm going to put She's a Belter in. Um,
1: and it, it, it uh, and
0: because of Pikey, but.
1: And don't actually. One thing that I will say about She's a Belter is from reports from the camp. Spoke to Ray and uh, a couple of other people during the week, and they reckon this filly is absolutely airborne right really? now. So uh, I could definitely see that uh, the early specking could. Yeah, obviously there's been the deduction of Zugotcha, but outside of that, it's been stable money coming into this horse and they reckon she is airborne. So I would not be disparaged. I think it's a pretty red-hot light fingers. Um, I think In Secret just has that class edge and she well and truly could be going towards an Everest, you know, and a TJ for, in fact. So uh, I just, yeah, going forward In Secret's my one to be backing but the rest of the field are still class horses all
0: right in secret to win uh sunshine in paris is just something that i just don't know much about but it was obviously uh had a lot of support there was a 21 cent deduction so when you're looking at any flux and stuff uh pretty solid deduction the apollo interesting race we've got animo so this is the one everyone has been pounding all week it did come to a dollar 90 so it was a bit shorter than uh, barriers got done dollar ninety, and then came into a dollar seventy five. I think even a dollar sixty five some places today. Uh, looking to you know, it, who knows? It could go through the whole autumn undefeated. Who knows? But we'll see on the weekend. Mawunga is there. It's drawn a bit wide. Nash's award It's eight dollars. El Bodigon. Uh, this is a horse that we've uh, all talked about. Uh, had it, had its run last year in um. At Mooney Valley in the heavy. It actually ran pretty well. Came third. Fangirls there at nine bucks. You got Hinged at double figures. Ice Baths going around. Laws of Indices. Surefire. A Vega One. Durston. Arapaho. And Stockman. It's actually a cracking race. Um, only question I have is Animo free cash?
1: One, I'm One say word answer. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, it is. I. I love how this maps, I love the lead-up trial it had where it was second behind North Star Last. It shows that it's quite a versatile animal uh, where it came second behind North Star Last. It could stick on speed, be left out the bag. It could settle anywhere and still be... I'm not going to call him the Mighty Mare Winks in terms of flexibility and adaptability, but we've seen it from him a couple of times where he could set, settle worse midfield and win easily. We've seen it, like the Cox Plate, be leaders back and win. And you know, like I think he is hard to look past. Um, I love everything about him. He might not be a, champ, a classified a champion horse yet, but he is darn close close to be. Mm-hmm. He won four. He won four Group Ones last preparation. Uh, enough said. I think he will be at stud after Royal Ascot. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna take a lot of luck to beat Animo on Saturday. It, but saying that, like I think, if I were to suggest place placings, um, um I think Fangirl and Hinge both from the Wallacap. I think they are the the two better horses for from the Waller camp over the fourteen hundred.
0: He's chucked five of them in all to get Animo done, eh?
1: Yeah, he is throwing the uh, all, all the, the all the eggs in one basket. But at the same time, all these horses have to start somewhere to resume their preparation going into the 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 championships, so to speak, because they're all championships horses. I think El Bodegon. I think 1,400 is going to be a little bit testing, much like Durston. Uh, I think it's going to be very testing. It's got to... It competed in, you know, the 2,400s and the staying contests, I think. So 1,400 is going to be tough. But as for Fangirl and Hinge, I think you have to remember, like, this this time... Oh, sorry, not this time, but uh, first up, last preparation, it was in the Wink Stakes, Mm -hmm. and she finished second behind Animo. And on that occasion, I think... She needs the dry conditions though, so she wouldn't want the track to be any worse than the soft six is kind of how I see it. So this rain could be a little bit of a detriment to how it will perform on the weekend and hinged, uh, I think is probably likely to be the one that's stepping forward for the Wallacap. That's kind of how I've mapped it. Hinged and laws of indices will be the, the go forward types. Um, the heavy track or the, you know, the, the give in the ground won't w- worry uh, her. Yeah. yeah. Worry her. Uh, I imagine that she will be, uh, she, she could take luck out of the equation completely and then make it a catch me if you can case, but I don't think that'll be the case. I think Animo will be right on coattails and flight past it. And if that were to be the case, Animo wins by five. Um fangirl second, hinge third. I think Animo first, hands down first, um hinged if the weather gets worse, the track gets worse, and then if the weather gets worse, Fangirl wouldn't even figure in the top three, I reckon. I'd be look, I'd be shopping elsewhere. So Animo First is just the definitive for mine. I think she he is meant to be a champion and he will be a champion after this autumn. So I'll be putting it in every multi if I physically can. You happy to take dollar
0: seventy five? Do you reckon it'll drift a couple of cents?
1: I don't think it'll drift at all. I think a dollar seventy five is where I probably marked it. I think a dollar eighty five, which where which was where it sat yesterday, was overs. So yeah, dollar dollar seventy five is well and truly backable.
0: Dollar seventy five. And this next race is that going to be the Chipping Norton?
1: Will be so. Animo, I don't know what its plan's going to be because I think it's going to have a lighter preparation because it's going to Royal Ascot. So I reckon it's. I'm I think sure it's what gonna... I
0: read it was going to go. I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure I read Chippy Norton.
1: Yeah, but like you said, gonna... yeah. Like I, I, I'm only speculating. I haven't read the article, but I, I would have thought that it might have three runs and then Europe. Yeah so, chipping, so would- chipping norton and
0: then it's going to have to run in one of the others a bit later on I guess and then go to go overseas.
1: Oh cuz I think I think the grand final is pretty set in stone. I think the grand final will be the queen elizabeth.
0: Yeah. So run this run
1: chipping I was co- go queen. Whether whether it was going to be the chipping norton or whether it was cuz the chipping norton's also 1400 as well. So I think it needs to step up in 16. And trip. Is it 1600? Yeah. Okay, well, if it's over the mile, that's definitely, yeah, within its realms. I was either thinking that or going towards maybe the George Ryder, George Ryder, maybe even the Rambit, and yeah. then going into Queen, Queen Elizabeth. So George Ryder's
0: 1,500, Rambit's 2,000. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, know, I,
1: don't know, I don't know if he wants to do two 2,000-meter runs in the preparation, but – I think it's either way. I think it will be one of two options. All
0: right, pound animo this weekend. Put in everything. Stand it out in your quaddy, Do whatever. Um, the Robrick Lodge Triske stakes. Uh, that's a bit close to us, isn't it? The old Robrick Lodge. Tommy, do you want to mention what Robrick Lodge is to Tommy Coy?
1: Well, it's uh, what's the heart and soul of uh, Tommy. The White uh, Family. Our own- yeah, the White family, that's right. So we've seen some great horses come through Robrick Lodge and, you know, countless amount of winners. Uh, Sprite's probably the most notable of late. But uh Tommy the Whites, so to speak, uh, owned Triske and Falante, and, you know, some of, some of the greats. So I think he speak. normally so, goes
0: to this one every week, doesn't he? Doesn't he go and get on the piss there and have a big table and...
1: I'd imagine uh, he will be. Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm only guessing because it's a sponsorship race, so yep. you automatically get yourself a nice little grand view table, you know, three course meal, free yeah, piss, yeah, yeah. the works, right? Uh, uh, he'll be there, so we might need to have a word with him in the next couple of hours, so to speak. Um, <laughs> but it's actually a fucking cracking edition, I tell yeah.
0: you. Norwegian Bliss, drawn a bit wide. Adkins aboard. It's pretty good for Adkins to get this right. Um, 310. It's on a bit of a drift to 340. It is one of mine, Norwegian Bliss. I love it. Uh, it, won, it won a race at Randwick last start. Uh, sorry, two starts ago. Then it ran to Caulfield. Swat stats going around for Kieran Maher at sixes. Come in from nines. You've got Written Beauty, J-Mac aboard for Waller. Come in to 750. Cur Royale. Uh, I didn't mind it. Then I saw the jock. Jump the broom is 17s into 850. Collets on for the Hawks. Um, up from uh, Melbourne. Jamea, I still think this horse has got a win in it. it. Hasn't had a win for quite a while. I think back since September 2021, it looks like. So I still reckon that horse has got a win. Don't know if this is going to be it. Larkspur runs there. Uh, trying to see anything that's been backed at odds. Nothing else. Um, a couple have been backed, though, Coe, Norwegian Bliss has always been one of mine, but it's on the drift. It's drawn a bit wide.
1: Who are you with? Uh, we had this chat in the group chat yesterday, and I thought it was going to be a drier day, so I jumped in on Cur Royale at the rock bottom weights. And like this, this race has changed complexion for me completely. And I'm on Cur Royale. I've already had an early bet on it, uh, thinking it was going to be a good four thereabouts, but uh, that's looking more and more unlikely as the time goes past, and. Wallet has been notorious of scratching this horse as soon as it gets worse than a soft five. So if the day starts as a soft six, I could probably put my... It'd be odds on Pop to be scratched. So I will get a refund, but at the same time, did I want one? I don't know. I think just the weight and the setup and everything else looked perfect for this weekend, but... It's a shame. Uh, as for the other two, Norwegian Belgian, Swats, that uh, I'm looking at the top three in the market essentially. Swats, that's an interesting inclusion. She she runs really well fresh, and this is probably the weakest field. Or I wouldn't say weakest, but the most unknown field it's run in to date. So it's been up in Group Two, Group Three company for quite some time now, and a lot of these horses. Yeah, I might have the caliber off, but never really contested in that company. So this is hands down the weakest race. Well, not weakest, sorry. Most oh, how do I word it? Um unique setup it's had to date. So I'd be definitely keeping an eye eye on it. Six bucks is definitely a price that you could take. I know Brad Gray's made this a special, a That's best bet bad. of his. Has he? Yeah, yeah, he has. And I was like, Brad, are you sure? And he's like, well, if I were to pay, make a best bet, it's one at odds and this is it. And I, yeah, he's a great judge at shit like that. So I can't take anything from him. I think the weather is one that I have to keep an eye on. So, you know, if it gets worse than a soft seven for it, I would definitely be not backing it. <laughs> Put it that way. And Norwegian Bliss, I think if it turns into a race where there is going to be plenty of scratchings, the favouritism's warranted. I think the wide draw is sticky right now, but if the rain keeps tumbling the way it is, I think it is a warranted favourite. So, at the moment, as it stands, I am back Royale so I'm on its camp. But Norwegian Bliss will be second to me.
0: All right, Norwegian Bliss and Correa. Last of the day is the Oak Sprint, and we got Waterford. Um, <laughs> Alex is a big fan of this, except for some of its owners. Five dollars into two eighty. Uh, think about it. Is there for Joe Pride at three forty on the drift? Bizarro's there at eight bucks. We got Vernelli, Kanazawa still going around. National Board. It's eight dollars fifty. It's been up for a while. Um, Dylan wrote it last night, I think. Um, 15 bucks for Destination. King's Air is going around. That was 50s. It's in the 20s. A couple of others that really big odds as well. Um, big wraps on this Waterford, Coe. Obviously, it won at Rose Hill with Tommy aboard um, last start, and it's been specced for a big, couple of the big group ones. Are you with?
1: 290 or whatever the price is now is ab- absolutely rock bottom for mine. I wish I had the 5 bucks. <laughs> 5 bucks I would have made it a special. Put it that way, I think the bookies definitely went up very healthy on it and 290 as it stands is the only reason that I am not backing it at this stage. I think it could drift out. By saying that if there is, you know, the the weather and things considered there might be a few scratchings whereby it might be actually lower than two ninety, which is a scary thought. It's a good race to resume. Uh, definitely a handy horse to have in your stable. Won a whole bunch at the Benchmark seventy eight, and at one stage it was going towards the Golden Eagle. There was an Epsom talk, and you know, like it was going towards some big spring races at one stage. But they effectively just won that last race, tipped it out, and you know, more or less gave it a nice rest in schedule for the autumn. So this seems like a perfect starting point, 1,300 metres suit. 290 is just the one thing that really has me worried. Um, but the barrier can also be sticky for it, I think, because it's drawn low, and I don't know if that's where you want to be. I know the JMAC booking is fairly positive, but the low draw could see it, Get unstuck. Mm. Uh, if it if it holds the fence three or four back, I mean it could be real troublesome. I and mean, it could be absolute oh, horror watch. Like uh, I think Jay Maker will need an absolute peach to get this thing threaded through the field from where I see it mapping. So I would definitely not be backing it at 290. If it was closer to five, I'd definitely be backing it. So it's not much of a disparity, but it makes all the difference uh vernelli won't uh, he draws five wastes slight query but he comes out of a list as carrington stakes he'll be rock hard fit and he takes luck out of the equation like every other waterhouse bot runner so he figures in the picture think about it is an informed horse enjoy prides flying at the moment as well so you can't discount anything it's definitely one that's going through the grades Awkward draw as well, so that could see him get unstuck. Uh, So I've had to shop for a little bit of value, and I've gone with Kanazawa. It's not a popular opinion by any stretch, but I think he can handle all types of going. Uh, Fitness edge is one. Nash is booked. Good quote at the moment, and the summer form was strong, so I can definitely see him figuring at a value price. So that's kind of where I'm going But this market could absolutely tip on its head. So I wouldn't be, after the early push on Waterford and think about it, I wouldn't be backing it now. I'd be backing it on race day after last scratchings.
0: Yeah, and if you want Kanazawa, you can get about 9 bucks too. So good odds to finish the cards. That is Ranwick, and we're looking at one race, Sandown, and then we'll wrap it up. So the CF4 Stakes, the Group 1. Jackano is going around. Damien Lane, one of the greats, aboard. It's $3.40. It's in from five. It's been smashed. I think it's probably as short as it should be. It obviously is the horse that won the Golden Rose and stuff last year. I'm Thunderstruck, Jamie Carr going around. Really good horse. He's still getting $4 for that. I think that is uh, pretty nice. Tuvalu, great chance as well. 6 bucks. It's um, drawn the inside. It's obviously second at Flemington. First at Caulfield. It's always up there. Gentleman Roy is going to shoot to the front and hope for the best um, with Zara aboard. Nuggets going around. Nuggets is one of the greats as well. Uh, Johnny Allen gets the ride at nine fifty for the Mars Stable. Mr. Brightside, always good when that horse wins. Great song plays. And then you've got a bunch of others that are bigger odds. Uh I think it's a cracking race, Coy. I don't know if Jackenose should have um taken over favoritism. I probably in I'm still in I'm Thunderstruck's camp, but what do you reckon?
1: It is a cracking edition. I can't just yeah, take that away from you. I just think Jack and O's is kind of unders for me 55 and a half. Its last start win was pretty good. Like I can't Yeah, I can't go against it. It gets back. Yeah. Do You know what I mean? It gets back, but like that group three that it ran in uh, on Australia Day was... The field was nothing compared to this. Mm. Nothing compared to this. Like, I wouldn't even call the field that ran in the Manfred a group three. I'd say that's like a listed at best. I thought it was a really weak race. If Jack and I didn't win that, we'd have some words. But saying that, it has been some of the best in... Not some of the best, but like in form. So the both the Godolphin pair. So it's been aft cabin and in secret. It only just the got there on
0: Thingo in the Manfred. Yeah, point one yeah, of the length. What,
1: so and that was a quickly run last six hundred as well. So yes, it's you know like oh, I see it figuring. I definitely do. But should it be the outright favourite against some of those top weights that are? they're stars and they're boom horses. Like, I mean, you look at Mr. Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck. I know it's 1400, which is probably a little bit short of their best, but they are class acts. And I think just the fact that it's going to be run on a good deck, um, Jamie Carr and Willow's been booked. Like I, I, I see the current price on Jack and I, I mean, if I was to do be the bookie, I'd be pushing it out a touch. Mm. but just to level it up a bit, because, I mean, you could easily hedge your bets with both Mr. Brightside and I'm Thunderstruck, which, in terms of ratings, I think they map a lot better. They're coming out of weight for age group ones, whilst Jackito's coming out of three-year-old group ones. So, it's tough. Um, Saying all that, I think there is a couple of speed horses in this, which could bring the likes of your jack and, and your arm um, right into this. Uh, the likes of Mr. Brightside, Tuvalu likes to shoot forward, General Roy, like you mentioned, obviously goes forward. Um, Nugget is an interesting little, I don't know, what he is a bit of a hype horse at the moment, but he hasn't really faced any class company. So we don't know how, how big his upside is at this stage. So I'm happy to watch him go around um I I have landed more or less on mis- uh not Mr brightside on I'm thunderstruck because I think he is just the class act yeah um 1400 shouldn't be an issue first up records good the good track or soft or he can run on anything to be absolutely honest the most recent trial it won which is kind of bizarre to me it won a trial uh in Geelong um I think everything he he does need luck in the running, but I think it's just the class edge surely just speaks volumes. and I think the price right now is great. So I'll be taking the overs on Thunderstruck and expecting it to shorten on the day. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to look past him. i'm I'm gonna be with him.
0: All right, that is all of it. Um should we work out a little multi because? there's a couple of there that we reckon we chuck in. Oh. I'm, I'm happy to chuck in I'm Thunderstruck to win. Are you? Yeah,
1: I'm happy to do so. Okay.
0: I'm Thunderstruck win. I think we're heading back to Ramwick, and we're putting in Animo.
1: Juice no brainer.
0: It, juice it up a touch. Are we putting in in secret or
1: are we putting in a place for North Star Lass? You see, I don't mind the North Star last place bet at all. I think that's – it's right. actually probably the, the, the better price bet. Right, really, at the end of the day. Okay,
0: so we got, that's three, and we're getting 15 bucks. Do you want anything, have you got a best anywhere else that you want to add in for a win or a place?
1: I'm just having a quick look now. Uh, It would be only Randwick, because I've only really done the Randwick form. I wouldn't mind having King Rattel placed. What race was that? Race number four. Sorry, yeah.
0: King Rattel, yeah, you're getting two fifty, lovely. All right, we're at forty bucks, forty to one. I'm thunderstruck. Win, Animo, win, North Star, last place, and King Rattel place a forty to one. We better get on that in case it wins.
1: <laughs> let, let me just chalk that up. Uh, yep, done four legs. All right, beautiful. Um, you working on the weekend? I will be on the tools all weekend. Half your luck, mate. Alright, well enjoy that.
0: I will be moving. I'll also be working on Saturday. So fingers crossed it is a cracking day. This is the time you get excited with all these lead up races and the big names back. So fingers crossed we have a crack and win. Hopefully everyone else listening has a crack and win as well. Send in your slips, send in your wins. We always love to see that. I also like seeing bad beat stories because I always have a lot of them too. So um, also, finishing off, anyone wants to do footy tipping? Uh, I put out a few things. A lot of people, I think there's about 90% of people still going, want to be in it. It's 50 bucks. It's an app. You put your tips in on a Thursday afternoon and forget about it. Pretty good. I think we had about 50 people or so last year. So it's two, two and a half grand or whatever in it. So if you're in that, message us if you're keen and um, easy apps. But thanks for joining me, Coey. Head back to the pub, my friend, and enjoy a couple of coldies.
1: You bet I will. So, uh, yeah, uh, good luck to everyone playing on the weekend. And uh, fingers crossed we uh, hopefully steered you into a winner or two. Yeah, so hopefully Animo wins. All right, good luck us. See you, boys.